this might be a tough decision right now. My but team did not just absolutely um, NFL games that were like, right. whoa. I actually don't have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, welcome to Scrum Tone. Uh, we have another guest here on the League of the Wings. This is the new theme song. <laughs> it's gonna get fucking copyrighted. We can't use any of this. Okay, how about this? I think <laughs> We still can't use any of this. Tyus, this is not going in. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Okay, okay, we're we're back. It's League of the Wings Where episode we... fifty five. That's not true, is it? I don't know. It's Let's find the... out. Let's look. I was gonna do that. No, I'm looking. No, no. Uh, do you even put the episode number in there? Oh, what? What? It's fifty five. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no way. Dude. Wow. That was like hosting a lot. Yeah. Let's see. Ever since the last podcast, um, there has been a Thursday Night Football fan reaction. Why do you keep putting fan reactions? We're not fans of these teams. It's it's to get more views. <laughs> Ever since I've been implementing that, my views for reaction videos yeah. have gone through the roof. It worked with the Chiefs Ravens fan reactions, the Sunday Night Football. Uh Eagles 49ers fan reactions. So three different fan reactions. Yeah. You did the Eagles versus 49ers preview and recap. And this is your next upload, I'm assuming. Yeah, I so I posted every day for one, two, for five straight days. Technically, I could have did six straight days because I had a project for one of my classes. But I uploaded it as unlisted on the 20th instead of the mm -hmm. 21st. So even though it's unlisted, I still could have did every single day for for a while. Um, also, in Babelian news... What's Babelian? <laughs> Babelian Studios is a multimedia company run by college students. That is our current tagline <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> I keep asking Josh to make something better, but he hasn't gotten to it. At this point, it's iconic. It's as good as we can get. Um, our recent podcast actually got a lot more than usual. Views? Yeah, views. And we don't even have that many subscribers, so um, I think we may have gained some through it. And yeah. the comments are great. We have fine young men. Where? And Wait, the cheese straight. Chubby banger. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait. The fucking new podcast that we uploaded yeah, to Babelian? Wait, um, how many views does it have? Additionally, I haven't... 32? That's more than any of the others. That's insane. Why does it have so many views? Because it's shorter. <laughs> I also think like tags have to do with it, but I put pretty decent tags on the rest of them. Tags barely do anything. Yeah, so I'm just I just imagine. So what you're saying is that our pot League of the Wings podcast is way too long. Yeah, we should cut it now. <laughs> um, here's a nice little anecdote for the day. Yesterday I was in class. And for those of you who don't know, I lived in Cairo, Egypt for um, around eight years. I, I usually bring it up at some point in discussion boards for classes just because they're always like asking, like, talk about your home life or something, like relate whatever mm. to your home life. Just get people engaged. 
and so it usually comes up and so usually when this happens the teacher likes to bring it up to kind of prove that there's diversity in the student body or just because you know they like putting me on the spot and so yesterday <laughs> the guy was like oh and uh titus uh, you said you lived in cairo for uh, about a decade and i hear someone on the far corner of the room go jesus christ <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest reaction to that I've ever gotten. People uh, were like, what? You know, that's the usual, I guess. But there's this one guy who's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, was it like a good was it a good Jesus Christ or was it I a, can't tell if it was like a astonished or disgusted. Like why okay, one, why would you be disgusted by that? And two, <laughs> why would you have that big of a reaction? I feel like I mean it's pretty like shocking, but like to have that out loud reaction, yeah. that's kind of whack, man. Uh, Where the fuck is the... Th- in I- other news, Licia just called Caleb her favorite himbo. <laughs> Join us on Kids with Divorced Parents, where yeah. we, she calls me that 24-7. Okay, enough of that shit. We are here to talk football. You want to read uh, the... Football! No, no, Caleb, you ruined it. Ruined you what? Have to cut that out. No, I'm keeping it in because no. I'm controlling the editing, and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. That was too loud. Okay, let's go over our week two predictions. For those of you who don't know, we go game by game, all season, deciding who's going to win, and we're more often than not correct. So that's kind of cool. We're better than some of your favorite analysts. Yeah. Thursday night football, we had the Washington football team. I completely... What did you do? I color-coded it wrong. But the Washington football team, they were down 0-1. Down bad 0-1. Because Fitzpatrick was out. Heineke is in. But Heineke, in his first career start, went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady, a.k.a. Super Bowl champ and MVP. He had a legacy. Already. And then on the Giants side, you had someone without any legacy other than more turnovers than touchdowns, Daniel Jones. Yes, sir. This was actually a very cons- exciting game yeah. for an uh, NFC rivalry matchup. It's I- annoying because it just means that we're going to see more NFC East primetime games, <laughs> and I don't want it. It's only exciting because both teams are so bad that they just end up having close games. Yeah. That. That's what it is. But, like, it's still... Uh, close games are still exciting no matter who it no, is. No, I agree. But to me, it's like watching a college football game. Yeah. And not even a good one. Like, I'm, uh, <laughs> the fourth part. <laughs> like, Temple versus University of Alabama Birmingham campus. <laughs> you had to wait for that part. The Birmingham campus. Yes. So you're saying that we have a shot to match up with an Alabama team? I don't care if it's the fucking other campus. Yeah, I think so. Huh? Well, that's shocking. But, yeah, this, so this was an exciting game. 30-29, but we both got it correct. It was a last-minute field goal. Oh, so the Giants have started 0-2 since t- 2017 and have been, haven't been above 500 since 2016, and it's been five years. Like, it's a five-year anniversary of them, like, not being over 500. Like, it's insane how bad they are. Wait, who's? 
Giants. Like, they haven't been over 500 since 2016. It's been, like, the five-year anniversary just passed or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like after this season, a lot's going to change in that organization. We're only at two games in, and we can already see that the Giants... It's not a band-aid fix. You can't put Kenny Galladay in there and call it a day, you know? Yeah. Well, look, they need a new quarterback. It's that simple. They should have drafted one a long time ago. I don't know why. Are we even sure that the coaches are the right fit for this team? I don't even know, man. Because they're supposed to have a pretty good defense, but it doesn't ever seem like they show stats that, you know, represent a good defense. Obviously, a defense's best friend is a good offense, but I don't know. I feel like this is just not the future of the organization. You know, the faces that you have there mm-hmm. are just not the future. Yeah. And other than maybe Saquon Barkley, if he can, you know, recuperate from but that injury. They already had so many, like, changes at the head coach. It's, like, so bad at this point. I mean, you're probably right with that. They, that it doesn't mean yeah. you stick with one that's still bad. Yeah, but, like, they've been changing it, like, every year or every two and years. And you'll just – you're just going to have to keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, same it, thing with, like, the Broncos quarterback carousel after Peyton Manning. Like, quarterback you know, it's and, sad yeah. that you have to keep going back and back, but sometimes you just got to. You can't well, just stick with someone you know isn't right. You're saying that Drew Locke isn't the GOAT and carry them to the Super Bowl? Yeah, he hasn't even started the last two games. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater hasn't even had a turnover at all, which we will get to in our MVP race uh, analysis. Yes. Um, anyways, this game was very tight and ended up 30-29, to 29, Washington winning. And we got that correct. Ding, ding, wow. Ding. We're smart. Uh, I just had a baby puke in my mouth. I hated that. Blech. We're such a sophisticated podcast. Yeah. Okay, New England versus the New York Jets. This was an easy one. Like, the Jets are bad. They're just a bad organization. I think it's more so that whoever comes in after that last Jets organization is not going to immediately be able to fix it. Yeah. It's just going to take some time. Because I think Robert Sala is actually a good coach. He just doesn't have a lot to work with. Mm. Um, like, they just got a couple of their big playmakers back from injuries, and so that's still a working progress. And it's a rookie quarterback. All rookie quarterbacks take time. So you're saying that Zach Wilson isn't the next Tom Brady right away? Not right away, no. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be the next Tom Brady. I think he could be good regardless. He doesn't seem like the Tom Brady archetype. I think... Later in the season, we're going to see a better streak of wins from the Jets once they get their, you know, shit together. But right now, it's just, you know, it's just kinks getting worked out. Yeah. And then New England, you know, they have a lot of good going for them. You know, the whole defensive back core, mm-hmm. really good. Who else? I, I guess all their weapons are, like, pretty decent. I think Gilmore... Though on the defense is out out for a little bit. I heard that he got injured or something. I think it's like seven or eight weeks. But that's like the top corner in the league. At one point he was. Is he still anymore? I'd say he's still a top five. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say on this matchup. I didn't really watch it at all. 
I did not pay attention to this one and or the next matchup, Denver versus Jaguars. Denver has the most easiest first three games I've ever seen in my entire What's life. What's their next one? They, pl- they play the Giants first, and they play the Jaguars. Now they're playing the Jets next. Like, you can't get any – that's the three worst team in the league. Back to back to back. Three worst team in the league. Like, if you don't go 3-0 in that and, like, destroy them dominantly, like – that's kind of sad. Meanwhile, the Colts had Seahawks and Rams. <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. That's more down the line. All right, B. But, yeah, Denver Jaguars. I mean, there's not really much to say. It's a Denver versus Jaguars. Like, Teddy looked good. I'll say that. Teddy has been looking good. Like, that's the, probably the only highlight. I mean, it's kind of hard not to do good amongst these bad teams. Like, I am I think if you, like, do bad versus these, like, bad teams, then that's kind of says something about you. But uh, he had 76.5 completion rate, 328 yards, and two touchdowns for 125.6 rating. He has 120.7 rating this year so far. But it's the length of... Giants and Jaguars. I mean, I'd like to see what he actually does when he gets on or versus a bad team. Wait, he played for the Jets. Bridgewater played for the Jets. I don't know. He's been all over the place. Um, I did not know that. Broncos <laughs> defense also has been really consistent. Giants were held to thirteen. Jaguars were held to thirteen. So, I mean, these aren't like high-powered offenses, but Giants just put up. 29 against a Washington defense that everyone was raving about. And uh, I don't know. How much did Jaguars have against Texans? I don't think. Maybe it wasn't that much. I think it was like 21. 20, yeah. Low so 20s. holding them, both teams to 13 is definitely better than you could ask for. And so that definitely helps out the offense when they need to get on the field. Next, we had Buffalo blowing out the Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua got hurt, so ex-Colt Jacoby Brissett came in and couldn't put up any points. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Wait. Every weapon has looked very inconsistent for Miami. Uh, Jalen Waddle had that one like receiving touchdown that first game that everyone was like, oh, look at all these good rookies at wide receiver positions or whatever because of also like Jamar Chase. But then he didn't look like he was doing that great. Yesterday... Uh, Will Fuller isn't back yet. Miles Gaskin, they can't get the run game going with Miles Gaskin at all, and Miles Gaskin was supposed to have a good season. It's just, like, in fantasy terms, you don't really know who to trust at all in the Miami organization anymore. This just seems like a team that is kind of working through a lot of stuff and not off to a hot start that a lot of people expected them to get off to. Um, So it's going to be difficult to, like, see... Or get a gauge of like how good they are right now, especially with Tua out. Anyways, week four, Colts play Miami. So if Jacoby is still playing, <laughs> then that'd be a cool matchup. It's yeah. a starting quarterback for the Colts. He said that Tua's day to day. I just saw that on the He's out. He's confirmed out for week four. Oh, okay. Uh but I just saw that on the top headlines at ESPN providing or whatever. And that's yeah. just one of the things. But Yeah, up to this point we've gotten all successful picks. Uh, correct picks. Buffalo, we just figured needed a win since they had a bad loss that first week. 
and they did. It's crazy how much Tua changed it. They, like, completely tanked after that because he left pretty early. I don't know how much Tua would have done in thanks that Buffalo offense because they were steamrolling. Jacoby went 24 for 40, 169 yards and a one interception. He just couldn't get the ball rolling. I'm so fucking mad at Josh Allen. He's... But Zach Moss, the guy that you dropped, he had two touchdowns. Remember that trade? Yeah, of course. How could I forget? He had two touchdowns. It's crazy. <laughs> we should have kept him. He's fucking insane. No, I don't want Zach Moss. And then we got um, 49ers, Eagles. I did a preview yeah, game. You can preview. look at his recap for that. I don't, I don't have much else to say here other than... Yeah, we should have won that game. I've been saying that, but I mean, one last thing I'll say, because like it was a fucking 11 minute like recap video. So I said, oh, I got to say in that video. A minute for every point Philadelphia put up. Yeah, RIP. But one, that's an awkward score. Like I don't remember seeing a 17-11 I mean, 17 makes that 11? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck there, is that? It was a two point conversion? But I'm, I'm still really proud of our defense. Like I'm... Our defense is, like, everyone thought that our Eagles offense would be better than the Eagles defense by a lot. This game, or this past couple games, it's looking like the, our defense is better than our offense as, yeah. as of now. Our offense just couldn't get moving, and I blame Nick Sirianni for that and bad play calling. Because we had six opportunities on that goal line. Six opportunities on that goal line. We couldn't score. Speaking of failed goal line <laughs> opportunities, we have the Colts <laughs> versus the Rams. Yeah. Similar situation because Aaron Donald is the best player in the league. I don't care what you say. I don't care if Tom Brady is the GOAT. doesn't matter to me. Aaron Donald is the best player in the league. And he faced the arguably the best guard in the league. I guess it's up for debate because of Zach Martin as well for the Cowboys. Um, they faced off, and Nelson only allowed one pressure, whereas, like, last week he allowed zero. I think maybe one or two pressures from Aaron Donald getting to Wentz, which is still pretty good because Aaron Donald, but the only thing that really ruined uh, that matchup for Nelson was the fact that he could not get Aaron Donald off of the ball carrier on running schemes. And so they're on the goal line, three in a row attempts, trying to rush it in on the one-yard line, and they could not get it through. And then they went for a fourth down because they're like, we have to get a touchdown here. And then once got sacked. So that's how that went. Overall, everyone's kind of been saying that everyone has looked disappointing except for once. Um, I don't care what you guys say. If you really look back and watch, Wentz has been looking great. It's the offensive line that is collapsing. They can't even get Jonathan Taylor good room to run either. So, like, the fact that they can't get the run game going is obviously going to affect Wentz as well. Can you say that he has a possibility of in having both of his angles it sprained? It was a possibility. He has both of his angles sprained. It isn't? It, that's, like, a fact? Yeah, it's like, a fact. Yeah. I thought it wouldn't be a possibility. They would know by now. You know? Yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman had a really good game, actually, uh, especially considering T.Y. Hilton's out and Pierce Campbell are out, which is wide receiver one and three on the depth chart. And so it was basically the Michael Pittman show. He was targeted a lot and got over 100 yards. I don't think he got touched down, but he was still, yeah, he was still getting a lot of catches and 
uh, yardage. So that was big for us to see uh, a sophomore player just really stepping up. Um, who else has looked good? Rodrigo Blankenship hasn't missed yet. That's nice. <laughs> um, that's so that's a total of three players who have lived up to their contract, basically. Yeah. Because Darius Leonard just got extended. He had one turnover last game, but other than that, he's been not, he's not, hasn't really been there at all. And the defensive line, which, you know, has taken a hit because we lost Danico Autry and Justin Houston and basically replaced them with rookies, one of which isn't even playing right now because of the torn ACL or something. They have been underwhelming. And then obviously the offensive line, second highest paid offensive line in the league, also allowing more pressures than most other teams in the league. So it's terrible. I, I don't really know exactly who to throw blame on other than a lot of injuries have been happening. But at the same time, we got a bunch of guys with injuries. Like, we should have seen this coming. We signed Eric Fisher. He had an Achilles or something. We drafted someone in the second round who wouldn't even have a chance to play the entire year. So I think expectations should have been low to begin with, but still sad because after all the money and resources we put into this team and how we've built it, it's like we should be at a point where we shouldn't have to say, oh, maybe next year. You know, this should be the year by now. And, uh, yeah, it's just disappointing. Anyways, that's my recap. Matthew Stafford looked good. He has been looking good. (laughs) I looked up Carson Wentz not percentage, and there is this website that's having his count, like, tracking his snaps and stuff mm. he had a hundred he played a hundred percent of the snaps first game since he got out late last game that dropped to 92.5 percent for the i think the rounds mm-hmm. for a total of 96.5 percent not played so wow. please please once come back please that's <laughs> the only thing that i ask you to do like oh, just come also, back and play i this is an area i didn't really talk about but as well as the defense i guess i mentioned defensive line and darius leonard but the whole linebacker like tandem has been terrible. Um, and then there's the defensive backs, which I actually like thought relatively have been playing very well considering that Xavier Rhodes are one of our best cornerbacks. He's out, and we don't really have a good replacement for that. Um, so, you know, Kenny Moore has been doing all right. Rocky Seen actually has been doing decent. Like, he hasn't done anything that people have looked at or like talked about online and been like why is he still on the team because mm-hmm. i was in question at various points last season uh safety's been doing they've been hit or miss i guess it just sucks that in these first two games without xavier rhodes it had to be against russell wilson throwing to tyler lockett and then matthew stafford throwing to cooper cup because both of those guys had big games mm-hmm. cooper cup has been looking like an MVP candidate <laughs> like last two games it's insane if you look at his stats that's enough on that got carried away wait hold on I just want to see his stats wow yeah he is having he's on pace on to having an MVP season <laughs> and guess who has him Josh has him and has he played Cooper Cup no because Josh doesn't pay attention but first game or first game amongst the Bears he had seven receptions 108 yards for a touchdown and thanks the Colts nine reception 163 yards and two touchdowns he has 16 total receptions 271 yards and three total touchdowns and his long is 56 so yeah he's having a very great start to a season and that's due to Matthew Stafford I believe but let's go and move yeah, on he's on pace for 2300 receiving yards damn 
as of right now. That's insane. Because he's had two 100-yard games, one of them being 163, which was against the Colts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Dude, Raiders, on the other hand, they're getting off to a great start. Ra- <laughs> Raiders, Pittsburgh, Raiders beating the Ravens just last week, two weeks ago, and then beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Very two great teams. Yeah, this was our first consensus matchup of the week that we actually got wrong because we both figured Steelers would, you know, that defense, put an end to that Raiders, yeah. you know. But Derek Carley looked better against Steelers than he even did against that overtime game against the Ravens. So Yeah. That's saying something. And Ravens' defense is also scary as well. But it's just crazy, crazy stuff, you know? Crazy Crazy. Stuff, you know? Cra- but, like, Raiders are actually looking really scary. Yeah, they are. Like, And Steelers' offense does not look good right now. Yeah. That offensive line has not been able to capitalize on Najee Harris, basically. Najee Harris is supposed to be up to the standard of Derrick Henry when he first entered the league. That's the way they have been looking at him, and everyone was like, oh, this guy is like a first-round fantasy draft pick as a rookie and yet he hasn't really been able to do much he actually was a part of the receiving game a lot last game because they weren't allowed to get the rushing game going due to falling behind pretty early um so they're thrown around a lot and he did well in that aspect with one receiving touchdown his first of the, his career so wow yeah um anyways next game you had the bears we're talking Andy Dalton and Justin Fields playing because uh, Andy Dalton was injured and out at one point. Playing against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a terrible game. It was very sad. Um, Justin Fields didn't have that great of a game either. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's like his first game. so That is know. true, but still. I don't really look at it that heavily. Like, he'll have better games. But, yeah, Andy Dalton had to come back out and finish it off, I'm pretty sure. Um, Joe Burrow had a terrible game. Despite a really good appearance of the last game, uh, I don't know if Jam- he got Jamar Chase going at all, but it was a, a pretty low-scoring game. He um, had three fucking interceptions. What the hell? Yeah, that's insane. Come on, Joe Burrow. It's kind of crazy. Chicago defense is a bit underrated. Yeah. Because Rams, di- Rams didn't seem to have a problem with them, but I mean, Bears defense should be on your radar for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of crazy. To see, I mean, it makes sense, but it's still a crazy concept that we're seeing these elite quarterbacks in college football not perform uh, good in the NFL. And it just goes to show you how much better, like, NFL players are than college players. And it's just, like, a crazy step up because you're seeing Joe Burrow not play that well. And you're seeing Trevor Lawrence also not play that well. Okay, let's look at this. Yeah. A lot of these big-time quarterbacks are coming from schools like Joe Burrow with LSU, let's say, where they get all the five-star recruits and then they play against a bunch of teams that don't have a bunch of five-star recruits, so they look like Mm all-stars because, first of all, they're playing against teams that aren't as good, and then also they have teammates that are just as good as they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So everyone just looks good in that system. Yeah. And then you come to the NFL where everyone's basically even. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like coaching and like schemes and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh shit, like I'm playing against another team with all five star recruits. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And usually college defenses are like worse in general compared to the college offenses. That's why most college games are high scoring. That makes sense. So it's just a learning curve mainly. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's just like you can't just get off to a hot start in the NFL. It's very hard to do that, uh, especially when you come from such a like a system of a school. Like if you come from Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson or mm-hmm. LSU, like those are like systems that are yeah. like built to support each season and generation of players. But if you go to like I don't know North Dakota State or something yeah. like that then you really are the only, like, star player, and then you have more experience just being able to, like, take on tougher challenges because you didn't have that much to, like, play with to begin with. Like, you're more used to those uh, barriers. That's my theory, at least. Um, That's why I think that rookie quarterbacks should, if able to, get one year under their belt where they're just sitting on the bench because proven time and time again that's worked like with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers and a few other like Tom Brady like they all sat out for like a, their first year or I for mean, a good quarter of it. It works either way though. What do you mean? Like there are also a lot of great quarterbacks that didn't have to sit out their rookie season. That is true. So but I feel like it doesn't really matter. It's just no either way you can't expect a rookie quarterback to be great their first season. Like you can set them, you can start them, doesn't matter. You just can't expect them to be great. Either way, they're going to have to take time. I don't think there's, like, one way is better than the other. Well, I it's just, like, the reaction to it, you just have to understand, like, hey, they're not going to be an Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes level yet. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like that's pretty I, – I wasn't saying which one was better. I was just saying that if you if teams have the opportunity, it's probably a good idea to have them sit. Yeah, if they have the opportunity, but sometimes, like – if you're yeah. rebuilding, you don't want to just keep a, a average quarterback on your roster if they're, like, taking up cap space, you know. Sometimes yeah. you just have to roll with that rookie quarterback. That's why I preface it first if you had the opportunity yeah. when I originally said it. Because I know that teams, like, looking at the Chiefs, like, they were able to sit Patrick Mahomes for a year because Alex Smith was playing really good, and it's not like they were like shit but yeah i mean aaron Rodgers sat out so many years with Brett Favre, so. and tom brady sat out a year with i mean tom, let's not compare yeah. tom brady to patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers, who are like what were they both first round picks like it's yeah. not exactly the same but yeah that is true <laughs> um but still yeah it's, um, it's tom motherfucking brady well now that we look at yeah Rodgers, but cleveland versus houston um cleveland was down a game Houston was up a game. Both teams should have had swapped records, basically. Yeah. Because that's the way we look at them. Cleveland is supposed to be a winning record team. Houston, a losing record team. And now it evened out because Cleveland beat Houston, just as we predicted, 31-21. And honestly, for a while, looked too close for comfort. And yeah. I didn't want to imagine a world where Houston beat Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to. Yeah, that was... That was- too close we were watching that game and we were talking and you're like throughout that entire like time you're like i swear to god if houston mother like wins this fucking game i'm gonna lose my shit they even could have yeah it was because tyler taylor got out yeah so what if tyler taylor stays in who knows and that's also another headline uh on espn texans to start rookie mills at quarterback 
Taylor to IR. Taylor is expected to miss three plus weeks and so Deshaun Watson's just like on the roster, but he's just like do, doing nothing. Yeah, he's doing. Is nothing. he even showing up to games? I don't no. think so, right? Mm-mm. Like okay. he's it's the fucking Ben Simmons scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But um, yeah, Carolina versus uh, New Orleans. They both had a pretty big win their previous weeks. Um, New Orleans probably the more talked about one since they held Green Bay to three points. Um, Aaron Rodgers' worst game, and Jameis Winston was on fire throwing tutties everywhere. But uh, they only got one touchdown in this game as Carolina's defense came through, twenty-six to seven. I think this is probably, like, one of the scariest predictions that you ever had or, like, us in general ever had. I was super you, confident about this one. Yeah. Because you, you said that the Panthers are going to blow out the Saints. You didn't even say it was going to be a close game. You, like, matter-of-factly said it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. And Panthers came in, blew out the Saints, and said, I don't we don't fucking care that you destroy Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We're going to fucking destroy you. I really do believe that that Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater trade, or like, I don't know how it went. It was something like that, right? I don't even it know. It was like a three-way trade, like Sam Darnold, whatever. I think that worked out for both Broncos and Panthers, because I just imagine Sam Darnold would do better with the Panthers, and Teddy Bridgewater would do better with the Broncos. Just like as they are as quarterbacks, I feel like they just fit better yeah. in those sort of schemes. Um, and so far, it's worked out, both 2-0. Both looking great. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously is helping Sam Darnold a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Melvin Gordon's had a, some really good games, too. Cortland Sutton has been helping uh, Teddy Bridgewater a lot. So Wait, who did the Panthers first beat week one? I think it could have been the Jets. I think it was the yeah. Jets. Yeah, so, it was like that whole like Sam Darnold versus... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I say that the Panthers are looking better than the Broncos. Just because the Panthers were able to defeat the Saints by a little bit more than yeah. what the Broncos could beat the Jaguars. Yeah, a team in their division, so that's very huge for them. It was mm-hmm. a big game, uh, whereas Broncos has played Jag- no, yeah. Jaguars and, and who? Ja- Giants. Like, Giants, yeah. yeah. Like, those aren't... Like, those may come into a factor once we get into, like, playoff, like, implications, but... Uh, you know, beating someone in your division is definitely going to be the biggest factor. Yeah. And so Carolina was able to do that despite not being able to do that much last season with Bridgewater. Um, I definitely agree. Carolina is looking better. I actually picked up their defense recently because they're yeah. going to be playing the Texans. <laughs> and if they're <laughs> holding Jameis Winston yeah, and his offense to seven points, no way Mills is going to be putting up much. Yeah, that I is said true. this last time as well when Browns were playing the Texans. <laughs> though I was like, "Oh, I'm picking up Browns." Yeah, the Browns defense. And then Tyrod Taylor is out as well, so you're not going to have much <sighs> offensive movement. That's true. That's true. But I feel so bad for the Vikings. Let's move on to Arizona versus the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, but back, back to back field goal game winner or field goal game losses to the Vikings because. The Vikings' first game lost to the Bengals to an overtime field goal, and now they lose again to a last-minute field goal win. Like, Here's something that is concerning to me. What? Well, not concerning. Well, yes, yeah, sucks for the Vikings, but are they better offense than the Titans? Because Arizona destroyed the Titans' offense, but only but let up 33 points to the Minnesota Vikings' offense. Yeah. I, I mean, we always just look at the Titans offense like, oh, they're better. They got Derrick Henry, Julio Jones. But honestly, like... I've 
I've never said this out loud, but I've always thought that Minnesota Vikings had one of the most underrated offenses. Like, I was saying this last week with Kirk Cousins. Like, yeah. if I was about to pick up Kirk Cousins in fantasy, if it was not for Josh Allen and him both having buys week seven, like, it's Kirk Cousins is a very underrated quarterback, and he gets way too much flack, and that off that Minnesota Vikings offense is very, very scary. But, yeah. I agree. Um, Arizona looking like a real contender. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But Chandler Jones did not show up this game. Ah, that's fine. But he did not he have a... one big game. It's cool. He ha- he didn't have a singular tackle. He did absolutely nothing. Like, oh. he didn't even have a tackle. I mean, After coming off the performance that he had last two weeks ago, it's kind of... I'm pretty sure... Last week, the only tackles he did have were sacks. So I don't <laughs> yeah. think he's really on the field for just like general tackle purposes. But yeah. I don't know. I don't exactly know what his role is. I could be wrong. Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. Tampa Bay up 48-25. How uh, much it was say? very close for a while, but they put it away very late. With I think it was like two pick sixes Yeah. or two defensive touchdowns in general. By the same guy. Same guy? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think it's um, Edwards. Yeah, that that put it away. Atlanta was looking really good otherwise, but they just couldn't close it out, which is uh, a familiar story. <laughs> it feels yeah. like the Atlanta Falcons, but after well. s- it is Tampa Bay. <laughs> Ever since the loss that they had in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, they just haven't been the same. That that crushed them. Yeah. But Seahawks Tennessee. Oh, what a nail biter! Came down to an overtime. Russell Wilson was looking like an MVP uh, once more, but then that overtime game happened, and he just could not get anything going against a Titans defense that is not that good. Yeah. Like, let's maybe they're – I don't even know what on their defense would even be good. I just know for sure that their defensive backs are not that good because, I mean, Russell early in the game was able to torch him up, and then Kyler Murray was torching him up as well. I just – I honestly think Colts might have a – a good time against them next week but we'll get into that later i'm s- um, even though that this helps the eagles out i'm so mad that the seahawks lost to tennessee yeah i just i don't know why but i really like the seahawks i know it's like they should have they should have won that game because i felt like whoever got that ball first should win it because their offenses were just rolling and neither defense could stop them yeah just because derrick henry's derrick henry russell wilson couldn't get anything done they got the ball first and i was like okay that's it seahawks win but he couldn't do anything it was sad yeah derrick henry though had a monster game he had 46 fantasy points for brendan which was crazy but we got to that later but he had 35 attempts 182 yards three touchdowns and six receptions but it's crazy because derrick henry is not consistently this good throughout this season i feel he has like a few games where he has monster games like this and then he just like disappears like it's either he has really bad games or he has really good games like this and there's no in between because the previous week against the cardinals he only had 58 yards zero touchdowns and three receptions like, but once he starts rolling, you cannot be stopped. I feel like they couldn't do much rushing because they were down so early. So they had it was in the hands of Tannehill for the most part of the Arizona game. I don't really know if I would say Derrick Henry himself is hit or miss. It's just how the team is as a whole. That is very true. But Julio Jones, Julio Jones, that should have been a touchdown. He was in bounds. 
There's this oh, one. I, I may have lost fantasy if that's so. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's crazy. I feel so bad for Julio, but, yeah, he still had a decent game. Um, yeah, he did. But let's move on to the Chargers-Dallas. I had a feeling that Dallas was going to win. I knew Dallas was going to win, but I can I can never pick, like, well, Dallas yeah, to win. A, I, Dallas to win. I Yeah, I had a pretty good feeling Dallas would win. And just because they went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady, I was like, okay, cool. They, they have a good chance against Chargers. Even though Chargers has a great defense, and they've been pretty decent on offense, I would say, with Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Like, that's a good team. Mm-hmm. And then also Rashawn Slater, tackle. We still got to take some time to be, like, really, really good, but I think that was a good pick for them. Yeah, I think uh, Dallas just, you know, they deserve to win more. <laughs> I think that's what it came down to. Um, they don't deserve it was, very, it was very close. It was a very close game. They don't deserve to win shit. Yeah, but if that Dallas, like, defense plays good, then there's no stopping the Cowboys. Dak Prescott did not have a game. He had no touchdowns, interception, and 237 yards, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Because he was on, like, he's been having 400-plus games the last, like, five games he'd played. So, it's it's crazy to see that he was under 250 yards for the game. But, yeah, it's sad to see. Another very exciting Sunday night night game with the Kansas City Chiefs versus Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Chiefs lost. Yeah, go see our reactions on the YouTube channel. Yes, it's up there. But first time... Patrick Mahomes loses in September. I think he was 11. Yeah, first time he threw an interception in September. Yeah, so. it's crazy. Um, but we're all we all were expecting Kansas City to be quote unquote undefeated or at least only one loss. But we we I feel like there's a general consensus where they would at least start off hot, and with that undefeated streak and their loss would kind of come later, or at least that's how I was kind of thinking it. But they're, they had a close game against the Browns, and they had a close game against the Ravens, in which they ended up losing. But they are still obviously a very scary team to play. The Chiefs are still going to do very well. And Baltimore, I, I like that Lamar Jackson had that little redemption. Uh, very happy for him. I think they're going to start picking things up from here for sure because the Raiders game was definitely a disappointment especially in prime time but they got an immediate chance to pick it back up in another prime time game and you know they took advantage of it so that's cool yeah but for some reason i did not peg you as a uh lamar jackson fan i don't know why for some reason i always thought that you didn't like lamar jackson i mean that's weird i don't know yeah. why you think i, I don't know like why jackson. but i like the guy i also like that baltimore um has beef with the titans randomly so yeah. it's like <laughs> The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Green Bay versus Detroit, Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah. <laughs> that's really all that game was. Uh, oh, Aaron Jones also had four touchdowns. So yeah, that's crazy. Three of them being receptions from the other Aaron. So A nice little story, too. During one of the touchdowns, Aaron Jones lost his necklace, in which had a little bit of his father's ashes in that uh, red zone. And he realized it, but then one of the staff members was searching until 1.45, like, in the morning for the necklace and actually found the necklace for him. So Aaron Jones got I'm his necklace it back. it took that long. I, I yeah. did see that. Um, it was in the shape of a football. And Aaron Jones looked happy during that post-game interview. He was like, if there was a, wa- a place to lose it, it would be in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, in the end zone. Yeah. Um, it's what my dad would have wanted, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was his first game 
uh, since his dad's death, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, so very uh, sentimental. And that was a nice little story line. But Green Bay Packers did what they did thanks to the Lions. Did what they needed to do thanks to the Lions. And this the Lions aren't winning a game this season. Yeah. <laughs> First <laughs> 0 and 17. Jerry Goff doesn't look bad, actually. Yeah. I, I will hand that to him. It's just the Lions. Like, it's just Lions. Um, do you want to do the MVP race thing? Let's do MVP race. So last week uh, I gave a top 10. Uh, they're all quarterbacks as of right now. If any other positional player looks like they're having a record-breaking season, I might put them in. But as of right now, it's just like quarterback bias as the MVP race has been past years. So uh, I had a top 10 last week, and I tried making just the top 10 this week. But there are just so many players that I need to keep track of statistics wise i just decided to make an honorable mention section as well so we'll start there honorable mentions aaron Rodgers, 1-1 four touchdowns 388 passing yards 67 completion percent and two interceptions um pros it's aaron fucking rogers <laughs> cons his evil twin played his first game it wasn't him that's a conspiracy theory that i'm rolling with because there's no way that was aaron rogers no way yeah so i'm putting him in the honorable mentions not because statistically he looks like he deserves to be there but it's aaron fucking rogers like he will pick it up you know hmm. so uh then there's lamar jackson who actually now leads the league in quarterback rushing uh sorry jalen hurts but he had an amazing primetime win but he also had a sad primetime loss, so that's why he's not in the top 10 yet. Um, and he has a lot of turnovers as well, two interceptions and two fumbles. That is true. That is something he has to work out for sure. Those four turnovers are big. But I think he'll do fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's moving into the conversation as well. He's an honorable mention just because he had a highly productive primetime win. Like, it was looking really good. Uh, I think it was like, I don't know exactly how many passing yards, but... It, it was definitely more than like 300 it was like in the ballpark of like 400 three touchdowns one interception on the season 73 percent completion rate like that's crazy to me uh but it's only one start he has a lot to prove he had 336 yards 336 okay yes last game against the giants gotcha Jameis winston Jameis winston six touchdowns but only 259 passing yards across two games which is very concerning uh and only 56 rushing yards, so he's not really, he's not seemingly doing much yardage-wise, but he is putting up a lot of scores. The only issue is he also has two interceptions now since the last game, so uh, that's why I moved him down. The honorable mention, previously, where did I have him? I think I had him at number six. Jalen Hurts, I had him at number four, but he had a worse game as well, and uh, he's definitely a run threat, second in quarterback rushing. He's throwing pretty decent, no turnovers, but he was held to one score and lost in his previous game. So that was rough. Yeah, I wanted to see more about Jalen Hurts, and it made me sad thinking that you would move him down the list. I'm like, dang. Uh, two quarterbacks I put in here because they're both 2-0 and have been looking decent despite a lot of narrative that they wouldn't be. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Darnold, I have them at 10-9 and respectively. Nothing too crazy stat-wise, but it's just, you know, they're undefeated right now, and uh, they've been, you know, they've been having big wins like why not Dak Prescott's at eight um I had him at eight last time as well he went head-to-head with the Super Bowl champs but uh he had a terrible game this past one he at least got his win though so I'm still putting him there because I think you know he'll he'll pick it up 
Teddy Bridgewater, I moved him up from 9 to 7 because he got another win with no turnovers and has been super accurate, 77.14% completion rate on 592 passing yards and four touchdowns. He's got two wins under his belt. That dude that dude might be an issue, I'm just saying. But he's also playing bad team, so that's why he's at number seven, not higher. Uh, we got two guys who are always in the MVP conversation year in, year out, at least early in the season, uh, but are currently at 1-1. So I have him at 5-6, and six, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. For Patrick Mahomes, I put, in pros, just so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Matthew Stafford. He's playing really well. He scores efficiently. He's just doing his job, but he's not proving to be like an outright dominant threat. Mm-hmm. He's just doing like what he needs to mm-hmm. so you know he's not putting up numbers like Derek Carr, Kyler Murray or Tom Brady where you'd be like oh those are looking like MVP numbers but um, honestly that's all you can ask for in this league just to do your fucking job at yeah the but he's also position. that's for, true but is he an MVP for it yeah especially in his system that has two of the best defensive players in the league yeah. and then Cooper Cup Robert Woods you know yeah well I mean I, I was, I'm saying that you have him in a perfect uh, position, but I was just kind yeah. of saying that in general because... I do it, have him yeah. in a perfect position. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm objective. This is not subjective. Uh-huh. Uh, Derek Carr, also 2-0. He only has four touchdowns, so that's why I have him at number three, but he's leading the league in passing yards, 817. Uh, actually, I don't. I didn't fact check that. <laughs> there may be someone who's not on this list who has more passing yards, but I doubt it. I'll double check and get back with gotcha. you. Gotcha. Uh, he is uh, throwing 66.67% completion rate, so that's two for three um, when you round it down. And only has one interception, so pretty decent. Tom Brady, 655 passing yards, nine touchdowns. Crazy. Um, not being very accurate, though, and also had two interceptions, one uh, fumble. So, like, that's why I have him at number two. And another person who otherwise would be, like, the outright MVP candidate, uh, you know, turnovers are holding him back from that. But at number one is Connor Murray. Nine touchdowns, 689 passing yards, 73.53% completion, which I think is better than past years so far. Uh, 51 rushing yards on 10 attempts, but three interceptions. He had a couple of interceptions last game that, you know, definitely... You know, if it wasn't for that, people would be talking about him more, I feel like. I feel like people are already talking about him, but it would be, like, kind of like Russell Wilson last year, where everyone was like, oh, this guy's got to be an MVP conversation. But we'll see if he can keep it up, and that is the MVP race. Yeah, but you you were correct with Derek Carr. He is number one, and Kyler Murray, Murray, Kyler Murray is number two. Then Mahomes, then Herbert, then Tom Brady. But, yeah. Herbert? Herbert's uh, fourth. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I was just, uh, you are correct with that. I but am. let's go on to the <laughs> week three predictions. Oh, you filled them out in the middle yeah. of podcast again. Yeah, that that's how I flow. But um, so far you're leading this series by three games, which is honestly a I'm doing great. Yeah, twenty one for eleven. Uh, in predictions. Yeah, that is a point six five six. Three games doesn't sound like a big lead, but in predictions wise, that's a pretty big lead because yeah, that's kind of it's hard to catch up in any given week to three. Yeah, that because that's where I was kind of at last all of last year. I was kind of like mm-hmm. two to three games ahead of you. It was kind of yeah, hard you for keep up. And then yeah. towards the end of the season, you definitely closed. You made the gap wider towards yeah. the end, and it was just to the point where I was like, 
I literally had to <laughs> have the exact opposite predictions of you or something yeah. in that last week. But yeah, first matchup, Thursday night football. <laughs> Another shit show. If you saw thought that the Giants Washington game was going to be a shit show, well, think again because this is the shit show of the season so far. We got the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers on Thursday night football. I don't think that's gonna be a shit show. I really don't. It, the Carolina Panthers have been looking good. They're 2-0. Mm. Neither Washington or Giants look like they're 2-0 teams. Yeah. Which isn't saying much because it's only two games. But still, yes, Houston will look worse than either Giants or Washington. But Carolina looks like a threat still. Yeah. Let's give them their credit. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I've been a little too hard on that matchup. Because uh, Houston has been looking kind of decent the past two uh, games honestly yeah their running game yeah. has been very efficient yeah uh but they destroyed the jaguars and they kept pace with the browns so maybe this game will actually be a good game i i could stand corrected we'll see we'll see i would love to see christian mccaffrey in prime time again that but i got good. the panthers i also have the panthers i'm never going to be cheering for a divisional rival and i had panthers i think last two weeks so why change now let's keep it rolling you know they're one of the last undefeated teams i think there's only seven right now uh let's see how far they can get yeah you're gonna need to hate me for this pick but i i have the i titans. understand i have the I, titans i understand that you have the titans that makes yeah. sense to me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> however <laughs> i don't really have much else to say other than i'm never going to choose titans especially against the colts and yeah. then I'm also never not going to choose Colts, especially because yeah. of the Titans. So yeah. I have the Colts. I just... Yeah. I, yeah. It, you know what also sucks? is not just the fact that we had two really tough first games, but it's the fact that those were our first home games, and now we're on a, a streak of away games. I think it's Titans to Dolphins to Ravens. Oof. With a bunch of injured players already. So that's just going to, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just am hoping that we can get this win just off of a miracle. So we don't, so we're not at zero three and have some hope alive. Man, to get off at an O and three start, that would be so rough. That would be so rough. Like the Colts are not an O three team, you know? Yeah. But schedule didn't work out for us this year. Yeah. We did injuries mainly, but. I think you have one of the toughest schedules in the league. Like, how the fuck do you... Like, that's a crazy first five games. Yeah. Ran- no. Seahawks to Rams to Titans to Dolphins to Ravens. Which Dolphins may not look like much of a threat now. They may We may be favored against them by the time it gets to week four, but we'll see. Giants versus Atlanta, both 0-2. This is a shit show. This <laughs> is this, a shit show. Yes, both 2 you literally just said that. I was just going to say they're both 0-2 teams, but you literally just said that. <laughs> um, One of them is going to get a win, though. That is true. One of them is not going to be 0-3. That is but very the true. other will. Yeah, I have the Giants. You have the Giants? I have Atlanta. hey It's just because I, I like what they did against the Buccaneers, and I don't think Giants will be able to do anything. Yeah. I, I mean... I think the Giants, you know, in their losses, they stayed close. And I think, like, they should have won against Washington. They had a couple missed opportunities with touchdowns. They got unlucky with that last field goal. I mean... I just, I personally think it's more embarrassing 
to predict Giants and be wrong than to pick Atlanta and be wrong. Yeah, that <laughs> so is that's true. that's kind of what I'm going off of. That is true. Um, but then you got Kansas City Charger. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Both at 1-1. One, one. Uh, one of them is going to be 2-1. And yeah. then the other one's going to be one too. That's so, crazy. Big turn. Neither wants to be a losing record. I can tell you that. Yes. Uh, sorry, I just I don't know what my brain did in the last like three we minutes. Both Kansas but City. Yeah. We both do. Um. Like, let's just be honest. After a prime time loss, are you are you telling me they're going to lose another after that? No. Like, Chiefs are going to get their shit together. Yeah, and that's it's, what we know and expect from Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs rarely lose back to back. Uh, yeah, if, games. If lose ever, honestly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Like, I don't remember the last time they lost back to back. It's probably when they went on that 2 and 14 run before Andy Reid came on to the, to the Chiefs. But yeah, uh, Chiefs are just a better team. Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I got Pittsburgh. Don't tell me you got Cincinnati. You got Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati. Oh my God. <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> just has not looked great. Offensively, yeah. they just can't get a lot going. Ben Roethlisberger has admitted to that, and defense has. But they beat Buffalo. De- defense should be able to beat Raiders single-handedly. You know that's yeah. what the defense we know and love. I don't know what happened in Buffalo. I'm just going off of last game. Buffalo is a, its own thing. Um, I just feel like it'd be also just funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Cincinnati should get their shit together as well. Um, to be able to play another tough defense. Like, you know, they're prepped by the Chicago Bears to be able to face off against the Steelers. Um, uh, yeah. So I think it's just a upset alert. I don't know if I'm going to stick around for fantasy talk. You got somewhere to be. I do. But, yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a peck injury as well, so it's going to be interesting to see how long he's actually injured for. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati won this game. Just because they've looked good. Cleveland, Chicago, I got Cleveland. Cleveland's just a better team, and they've been looking good. The Bears, the Bears, I don't know what they're doing with their quarterback situation, and I don't even know they. I don't even know if they know what they're doing with that quarterback <laughs> yeah. situation. That's a closer fuck. Their team is just in disarray, and Browns are just the better team. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to fix my mic. Oh, well. I'm just gonna keep it. Sorry if you heard all that unnecessary noise. Cleveland, for all the reasons you just said, I just have no faith in Chicago, and Cleveland's supposed to be a dominant team this season, and, you know, might as well get it off to 2-1. Yeah. Um, um, it's but, hard to imagine them at 1-2. But then you got their division rivals, Baltimore versus uh, Detroit Lions. This is an obvious one. Yeah, Come on. it's Ravens. Come on. Especially after being the Chiefs. If they lose to the Detroit Lions, that's just – a whole world only in one yeah. where Detroit beat the team that beat the Chiefs. So, yeah. Um, that would be crazy. I changed my prediction. What? On this next matchup, which is New England 1-1 uh, and New Orleans 1-1. Because I don't know. This is like yeah. the one that stumped me more than anything this season. Like, I do not know who wins this matchup. Both teams just look like they should lose. Yeah. Maybe they'll tie. Maybe that should be my prediction. (laughs) I'm never going to predict a tie. That's always lame. Um, Yeah, I got New Orleans. Yeah, I got the Patriots. I I same. This is a corn flip because like 
Saints are freaking being bipolar. They destroyed the Packers, but then they lost to the Panthers and got dominated, for the matter of fact. And the Patriots, well, they're the fucking Patriots. They could go either way, so, yeah. I'm just going off of, like, last season. Like, at least they were playoff contenders last season in New Orleans, and they got some of that momentum going forward. Whereas New England, they still have a lot to get together, a lot of new, a lot more new pieces. But at the same time, I don't know. Like they could easily be New England. Yeah. Next game: Arizona Cardinals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Arizona, this is an easy, yeah. easy. Jacksonville zero three, Arizona three zero. It's gonna be crazy. Yep. But then you got Buffalo uh, versus Washington. I pick Buffalo. I just think they're a better team. I think this is going to be shockingly a very close game. I think so, too. I was very tempted to actually put Washington. Really? But I have Buffalo. Yeah. I just think Buffalo is a better team. I was very, very close to putting Washington. I think I wrote it out at, at one point and then changed it later on. Yeah. So, um, next one, we also we have a lot of disagreements this week because you have Denver against the New York Jets. Denver being 2-0, New York Jets being 0-2. But I have New York Jets. How? Actually. I don't understand that. Okay, because I think I just think Jets have to get going at some point. Like I, I can see why you picked Denver for sure. I just think Jets are going to get it going at some point, and might as well just be Denver, who, you know, have all this confidence because they've been looking good against bad teams. I would like to see Jets kind of, you know, just like beat them just from their own, just beat. Denver with their own ignorance. Yeah. Just like Denver thinks they're hot shit, but in reality, it's just like they've been playing bad teams and, you know, they're just going to let it slip. Yeah. Like. That would be so fucking funny if the Jets won because um, fucking Trey would be so fucking pissed. But Broncos star linebacker Nick Chubb is going to go under ankle surgery. So. Wait, what? Uh, Nick, Ch- or not Nick Chubb, but uh, their linebacker Chubb. Uh, is going to go under ankle surgery for the Broncos. Not Nick Chubb. It's another Chubb. It's going to go under on ankle surgery. Denver's? Yeah, Denver's. Chubb. So, just with anyone? Maybe. Like, <laughs> we have uh, another disagreement. Las Vegas 2-0, Miami 1-1. I just think that the yeah, Raiders Miami. are on too hot shit right now, and I think they're going to just keep steamrolling these teams. Like, okay. If they go back to back to back, beat Ravens, Pittsburgh, and then Miami, that's going to be – that would look so good for them. And that's just crazy because there are three playoff teams in Miami and the other team, Steelers and Ravens. Like, those are playoff teams. And if Raiders can sweep them to be 3-0, like, that would be insane. I don't want to live in a world where Las Vegas is 3-0. <laughs> Why and not? also, just because they don't deserve it. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um – and I just want Miami to have a big upset win, mm-hmm. especially with Tua out. I want Jacoby to, you know, get his redemption. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think Jacoby can do it, to be honest. We'll see. Yeah. But we got Seahawks, have, Minnesota. He, he's never missed a quarterback sneak in his never. entire career. That's pretty impressive. I don't know if that's a true fact, but he didn't last season at least. He yeah. was 100% last season. Hey, you got another replacement. He, he literally only played quarterback sneaks all <laughs> last yeah. season. So. Hey, but I mean, Carson Wentz, I don't think he missed one either all of last season. He got a good one in that, at least. 
I was trying to relate I'm it I'm not to gonna throw him into that line. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Fuck a quarterback sneak with once. He's gonna get his neck snapped. Bro, he's so good at that, though. All right, that's besides the point. Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings. I got the Seahawks. Me too. I mean, if this is another, like, last-minute win for the... or No, for, I think it might be close yeah. because just knowing that Seahawks... I mean, we have a bunch of teams that played against each other right here because it was Titans-Arizona, then Arizona played Minnesota, Seahawks played Titans. They've all been big scoring games, and they've all been close ex- with the exception of Arizona versus Titans. I just feel like Seahawks-Minnesota will end up being a very close high-scoring game as well. Yeah, but if like the Vikings lose to another last-minute field goal, I would feel so bad because that's three weeks in a row where it came down yeah. to a field goal and they... It didn't go their way. And I forgot to say, Jarvis Landry, this is just going to be real quick. But I wanted to say this when we were going over the Browns, but Landry is going to go to the IR and is going to miss at least three weeks or three games. Rams, Bucks. I got a little upset. I picked the Rams. I just think they have potential to upset the Bucks. This is a divisional matchup, right? No. No. Okay. It's Conference. not. Conference. But I always get those divisions mixed up, but that's not the point. But I have... Oh, my God. You also have the Rams? Oh, my God. Both of us picking upsets for this. I, I think I feel like they the Rams can definitely do it. They've been good the past two weeks. And out of all the teams, I feel like they're a team that can hold true. Packers, San Fran. I picked the Packers. This is a lot closer than I thought. And I have a feeling that you picked the Niners. I picked Packers. Uh, uh, I feel like San Francisco is a bit of... They have some issues right now. Brandon Ayuk, who's supposed to be like their star receiver going into the sophomore campaign, has just been non-existent. On a down tra- basically non-existent. Yeah. He's had one catch on the season. He's at number three on the depth chart or something like that. Um, he played a lot of snaps last game, but mm-hmm. only got targeted that one time, which is crazy. Debo Samuel, at least, has been on the uptrend. They also have their own quarterback situation that is a bit shaky. Uh, Jimmy G has it pretty secured as of right now with a win against Philadelphia. Elijah Mitchell is questionable, who is their only healthy running back, basically, <laughs> who's supposed to have a good rookie campaign. And defense is also – they also have some injuries on defense. So it's just a lot going against San Francisco, whereas Green Bay, they're on the uptrend with a redemption win. And is Aaron Rodgers, like, come on. They were just in the NFC Conference uh, Championship. And – Really, the organization hasn't really changed as much besides the drama there in Rodgers. But really, it hasn't changed much. Um, so I I just see Green Bay winning this. Just considering all that. I agree. So Eagles Dallas. This is going to be a very top top matchup. And I'm over this little like thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to like pick the opposite team of the Eagles. Not that I would pick Dallas over the Eagles any day. But, like, I'm officially over that because, like, it didn't work with the Niners. So, I was like, I'm only going to do it once it, like, fails me. And it failed me last week. So, I'm going to pick be picking the Eagles for the rest of the season. This is going to be a very close game. And I have a feeling that we're not going to win. But my heart wants to say that we can pull off this tough win Monday night. I'm not going to go too in-depth into it because I'm going to do a preview game video this Saturday. You have fucking Dallas, don't you, you bitch? I, swear. I have the Eagles. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the way I see it is Dallas, great offense. Yeah. Great offense. Mm-hmm. Eagles, above average offense, I would say, as of yeah. right now. <laughs> they just had a tough matchup against the 49ers. If they can get their stuff together, they could be a really dominant offense. Yeah. Not as good as Dallas, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
But on the other hand, Dallas defense, not worth shit. Yeah. Let's be honest. Not Eagle, good. Eagles defense? Eagles defense. Hey, that's pretty good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. So when I weigh those, weigh all of those factors, mm-hmm. it just seems like Eagles have the upper hand and yeah. then because of their defense. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I wouldn't be mad at you, actually, if you picked Dallas because I did pick Tennessee over the Colts, and I kind of feel bad now. Yeah, you're right. I'm picking <laughs> Yeah, that's it for me. I have to go take a shower and then go to a concert. Okay. Which concert are you going to? I'm not saying. Okay. Why not? It's a secret. I don't want my personal life to be exposed here. That's not your per- That's not a big exploitation. What if they find me at the concert? What? This is going up tomorrow after the concert's over. Like, <laughs> like what are they going to possibly do? You want to know? I'm going to see Phoebe Bridgers live at the Man Center. Ooh. Skyline stage. Nice, nice. Um, wait, how do you get to the transaction history? Question mark. I just want to see league and then recent activity. Wait, league. Okay, bro. I was six and seven last year, and I fucking got in second place. I didn't realize I was six and seven last year. Oh my god, I was six and seven last year, and I got fucking second place. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Okay, so I'm just going to go over. Fuck. What did he say? Recent activity. Okay. So I'm just going to go over the transactions and then kind of just who won and who lost, but I'm not going to go over the stats like I did last podcast. If you haven't made it that far, I feel like most people didn't really make it that far. There has been a lot of transactions that have been happening the 14th. I guess we didn't really go over transactions last week, which I don't even know why we didn't, but I guess so the 20, yeah, a lot of things have been happening over the past few days since the 21st but i'm just going to go over all the transactions since the 14th of september and then i'll tell you when it's recent like what happened this week so transactions september 14th compton crypt trip dropped evan ingram uh there's a trade uh trade accepted um i think we already went over that last one but it was mad basket dogs traded jamar chase and robert woods to compton crypt trip for brandon Ayuk and Justin Jefferson. And then it was accepted and processed. Mad Basket Dogs dropped Naheem Hines and added Mitchell from the 49ers. Sorry that I couldn't pronounce this. And then he dropped the Bears defense and added the Browns defense. I dropped Maureen Mostert's, picked up Jamal Williams. Compton Crip Trip added Evan McPherson, kicker from Cincinnati. Compton Crip Trip dropped Greg Sirline. And then he, Compton Crip Trip added Saints defense. Mad Basketballs added Antonio Brown. Compton Crip Trip dropped to a Tagalua. And, oh, I've been talking too fast, sorry. I have to burp. Keep having, like, baby peaks in my mouth. But this was yesterday. Yeah, so he dropped. Tua Tagaluo because of the injury and then I've been I've been crazy because I just don't like my roster and where it's at because I I lost to Josh Josh he knows absolutely nothing about sports and I'm sad that I lost to him like he he had a player in Josh Jacobs he wasn't even playing and he didn't even switch it out and then he has Henderson as his tight end he got zero points the last two weeks I think he plays for the Jets he got 77 points. I got 73 points. 
I almost won because I had Jamal Williams in and Devontae Adams. They should have got me uh, points, but it was 77 to 73. I just needed five points to beat him. But that's the lowest score out of anyone in the past two weeks. And Josh is the second lowest. And the only reason why he's the second lowest is because I lost to him. But so I was like, fuck this. I don't want to be losing to Josh week in, week out. And if I can't even beat Josh, who the fuck can I beat? I'm 0-2 now. So I'm like, I have to, I have to do something. So I did four waiver claims last night. I dropped Trevor Lawrence, picked up Derek Carr, and then I dropped, dropped Chanute, picked up Brooks or Cooks, dropped Shepard, pick up, or no, 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 dropped Landry, picked up Shepard, dropped David Johnson and pick up Cordell Patterson. And I feel like they're more consistent players not necessarily better i feel like they're just more consistent wise landry just got injured gonna be out for three weeks shepherd is the main target for daniel jones david johnson too many running backs on the houston texas defense that they're swapping in and out so i'm like he's not gonna barely have any time even though he did have a receiving touchdown i think week one um but i picked up patterson because patterson is a both passing and running back duality so i think that he's going to get more touches rushing than mike davis because mike davis not really that good and they're going to be coming back from behind a lot so they're going to need to be passing which patterson is good the reason why i dropped Sanu because he's doing nothing and brandon brooks is a more targeted receiver and he's been he's been really hot the past two games um same with trevor lawrence he just throws too many interceptions and Derek carr is leading or is in at least top three you can according to Titus in the MVP race. So I was like, I need a more solid quarterback. Josh Allen, I want to keep him in for one more game for this week. I think I may switch out for Derek Carr last minute. But I just, Josh Allen's been averaging 15 points, which is not great at all. I need him to explode more. I just need more my team to be more well-rounded. And that's why I did four total raver claims. But my basket dogs, Dropped Antonio Brown and picked up Mike Williams. Compton Crip Trip dropped Rams defense and picked up Cardinals defense. Mad Basket Dogs dropped Browns defense and picked up Panthers defense. Compton Crip Trip added Daniel Carson, a uh, kicker. I don't know why he's been uh, picking up kickers and in a week in and week out. That's like so many kickers that he did. Uh, I don't know why he's just focusing on that. And then Esposito Fries picked up marquise brown um wait there's hold on there may have been more transactions because i had the start date at september 14th i'm just looking oh i guess there's three three things that happened before september 14th josh dropped smith added zach Ertz. josh dropped dobbins and picked up jones i dropped gus edwards and picked up williams yeah the we talked about the transaction oh that's the the trade that i did with titus week one we already talked about it but that's the most most cursed trade ever because gus edwards and moser both got injured for me well okay so i'm going to say the trade real quick so the trade was between me and Titus. I got Edward, Gus Edwards, Raheem Moser, and Tanyan, and he got Logan Thomas, Zach Moss, and Gaskin. Edwards and Moser both got injured. Like year, like Moser's out for week eight. Gus Edwards is out for the season, so I had to drop both of them. I only have Tanyan. I'm not going to start Tanyan over Kelsey ever. Logan Thomas 
and Gaskin are playing horrible for Titus, and he drops Zach Moss. So it's it's very very um, weird. And then before that transactions, uh, Titus picked up Bass and or dropped Tyler Bass and Jason Myers and picked up Blankenship in the beginning of the season. Let me just see. Hold on. So we have sixty. We have sixty total uh, transactions that we could have. Like we can't exceed. 60 transactions but yeah i'm going to kind of i think i'm going to screenshot this kind of the scoring thing as well because titus went over this last last season or last podcast kind of all the new things that he changed with the point system and everything and i'm just going to screenshot what he has or kind of changed it doesn't really give you the exact details of what exactly he changed with it but he's just I'm going to screenshot them just to show you everything that uh, he kind of did. Kind of, yeah, just kind of changed about the scoring to find more detail. Last thing before I... Fuck, there's a fucking ad. Going to go over Hugh won, Hugh lost. I know that this is almost an hour and a half and these podcasts has been going on forever. And I don't, I don't really think anyone's actually going to watch all of it. But I just want to do it for documentary's sake. So, okay, I play, I'm going to go over future this week fantasy and then talk about last week's fantasy or this past weekend. So I play Titus. This is going to be an interesting matchup. He has a 52% win probability. He has 121 protects, protected points comparatively to 114. I'm nervous about this because my team's just playing shit. He has Mary. I have Josh Allen. He has Taylor playing. I have Sanders. I have Williams playing. He has Harris. He has Hopkins. Like, I, it's just very... I feel like our teams are very, like, the same and very comparable. And I feel like I can outdo him because he hasn't been playing good the last two games. He almost lost a lot last weekend. But I feel like I can have the upper hand to move 2-0. I'm not going to go over anything else, but Bell Talladge-Flores plays Compton Kiptrip. Half-Lesbian Thesbians plays Diabetic Nation. Team Anti-Vax plays Esposito Fries. I'm 0-2. Titus is 1-1. Claudia or Bell Tower Edgelord is 0-2. Compton Cryptrips 2-0. Half Lesbian Thesbians 0-2. Diabetic Nations 1-1. Josh, Team Anti-Vax is 2-0. Esposito Fries is 2-0 as well. Now, I want to go over week two. So I lost to Josh. And then Esposito Fries lost to the Bell Tower, but... You know what? I'm not going to go over it because I feel like there's not really much to go. Henry had a game. He had most points out of anyone. Aaron Jones had another game, had a fucking game. But my team just fell flat and I could have won. And I just feel embarrassed. I lost to Josh, TBH. But yeah, I just had so many opportunities. So I'm going to end this here. And thank you for watching. Bye.
Thank you.